Here we are, folks. Good morning. What a wonderful privilege to be able to connect with you on this First Saints Radio of the New Year. Monica and I both have brew of some sort. I have coffee. What do you have? Oh, I have coffee. I have good coffee. Good coffee. Yes, and I keep hearing people tell me that they can't hear me on the broadcast, so I'm going to speak directly into the mic. And if you still can't hear me, then just send me a message, and I will go on top of the roof and say, can you hear me now? <laughs> okay, well, you see, when you're talking there, you I'll be quiet. Say a few syllables. Hello? 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 Can you hear me now? You're pegging. So, there you go. What a, what a, a unique uh, time this holiday season has been in the spirit. We've had some really wonderful visitations of the presence of the Lord and um, a momentum in the, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, among the people. Uh, it's, it's, it's good, and we, we certainly would be in agreement that a similar thing would be existent in your life. And um, this is going to be a, this is a great year in the Lord. We just need to make sure that we utilize the opportunities and the things that he's giving, giving um, to the best, the best application of divine strategy. Uh, I don't know, you know, it, hopefully some of you probably don't think this way, but as Monica well knows, I, I reflect on what has happened and I go over in detail the good things and um, what, what made them so good and what we might have been able to do to make them better or to be innovative from the next time through. Um, but one thing I hate is to have gone through something and think, ah, you know, and, and I'm not saying times where the Lord tells us something and we do it. Um, I'm just saying, just in normal when you have an opportunity, if you do something a certain way and you think, it probably would have been better if we had done it this way. And hindsight as they say is 2020 i i just pray that in this year we will have none of those types of things that everything we try to do for the lord will be guided by him and that we will be able to take full advantage for the kingdom uh, of the opportunities that he gives us that's what I'm believing for. Amen. I agree. I do. I think that over the course of the years, 
even the things that haven't been perfect, um, the Lord has used. And um, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's about the journey. And we are ever learning. <laughs> I know personally I can say that. And um, I know he's in all of it. Even our best efforts. So I will believe for that with you. Amen. And that we, you know, I mean, we want to be efficient. And I think that has been a prayer and a desire for all of us whenever we minister, whenever we do anything in service to the Lord is we want to be effective. And I think that is definitely my prayer is that anything that I bring or anything that we bring is pure and holy and um, concise and effective for the kingdom and for those that we are ministering among and to. So, absolutely. It's funny, too, because, I mean, you think about just study. I don't know if this is, if it's this way with the rest of you, but I can study, and sometimes it's like an instantaneous hit the mark, but then there's some days where I feel like I go through down so many rabbit trails and cut through bushes and maybe fall in a few cactus gardens. <laughs> oh, I know how you love those. <laughs> When I was a little, when I was young, I was walking home from school one day, because I, kids don't do this these days, but I walk to and from school. Oftentimes I got a ride to school, but I always walked home from school, and usually by myself, because my siblings were older, and it seems like just about the time I got to their school, they went into a new school, but um, I was walking home, and there was, I can't believe I'm telling the story, there were these twins in my grade, Roel and Joel Garcia, and they were tw they were identical identical twins, and they they were large men. They were large boys, and <laughs> their path going home was the same path that I had. And oftentimes they would taunt me on the way home, <laughs> and they were doing that on my way home one day. And I, I made a shortcut, and I cut. Isn't it terrible that I had to live in such trauma? <laughs> yes, it is. I, I made a shortcut through somebody's, you know, through, through somebody's yard, and I literally fell into their cactus bush, their cactus uh. garden, and I went home, and I had cactus, I had cactus needles all up and down my arm, and my hand, and my wrist. It took my mother like four hours with tweezers to pull them all out. So that was a little bit traumatizing for me. So I, to this day, do not love. I have cactus in my house, a few, but I stay clear from, of them. That's terrible. <laughs> so I, I'm amazed, though, that you could remember the name of those two caballeros. Oh, I'm still friends with them on Facebook. One of them actually is running, like, running for mayor of Garland or something. Uh oh. Like, he's in politics in Garland. They're nice guys. They're super nice guys. How does it roll? How do you spell that? R-O-E-L. Roll and Joel. I've never heard of roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Roll, roll and Joel. Roll, Joel, and roll. And they weren't fat. I mean, 
they weren't, when I say they were large, I'm not saying they were obese. They were just big, big. For me, I was very small. So they were, they, they seemed like giants to me. Rolling Joel. That's my cactus story. But anyway, back to study. Um, I don't know if it's that way for the rest of you, but, you know, I don't despise those moments because I, I'm always learning something, even on those rabbit trails. And um, then the Holy Spirit will get me back into the pathway to which I'm supposed to be heading. Has <laughs> <laughs> that ever happened to you? Oh, heavens, yes. <laughs> There's just so much. I mean, I I marvel at the depth. It's 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 literally the depth and the width and the height and the breadth, breadth, breadth in a word. It's so deep and so vast and so alive that we could study into eternity and never, I think, finish or get it would never end. Yeah, I mean, and, and it seems that the Lord take is taking us as saints into the paths that haven't been traveled in the study of the word which are meteor path meat meaty meaty paths not meteors um you know i i really sunday was an example for me because i i took us down that trail of that really odd passage that jesus spoke could there be such a thing of something that Jesus spoke that was odd? Uh, but, um, and w w why, why that subject of the blood of the prophets and those two guys, Abel and Zacharias, and that story of Zacharias, I've just never focused on that very much. With Jehoshaphat and marrying his kid off to a wicked woman's daughter who was just as wicked. And um, and then then from that, you had the one king Amaziah who wasn't around long, and then Uzziah comes in, and the whole Isaiah thing. So God turned that into a point of blessing. And there's there's one thing that I I'm really wanting to know, and that was Uzziah offering incense. And I know that. Levitically, he was not supposed to do that. But why was he wanting to offer incense of all things? And I know we've preached about it. We've given the old college try. Um, but out of all the baloney that we just saw was going on in the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom and all the bale and all the witchcraft and all the all the wickedness. I mean, just terrible wickedness and the murders and um, why in the world <laughs> a, a godly king who was inventive and was the was the envy of the world who had Isaiah as a, as a lead prophet why he would get leprosy and get kicked out for burning incense yeah, yeah, again you don't I'm not justifying his action I'm not saying he shouldn't have been God knows what happened but I, I just feel like there was something missing that we don't know about and I think it's important for us to know but but that that whole story of Jehoiada 
and um, um, the baby boy. <laughs> it's just mystifying to me. And why Jesus would include that as the blood of the prophets from the foundation of the world and fling Abel in there and then him. That That's just mysterious to me. Days of Elijah. Days of Elisha. Concurrent days in Jerusalem of all places. And and I, I just think if, we, if we're going to need to know the picture of what those days mean, we would have to look, first of all, at the fact that the northern kingdom was going to get the royal boot here really soon, mm -hmm. and then Judah was taking over as the prime place with Jerusalem. Um, those days of Elijah and Elisha did that. I mean, they set this, and then launching into Jehu. <laughs> Anyway, but that was kind of a wilderness trail. I don't think I fell into the cacti, but um, it's interesting. Yeah, I have a question, and this is going to be very elemental, so I need for whoever's listening to forgive me and for you to forgive me. But as many times as I've read the Cain and Abel story, and I just pulled it up, I, if, by, just by reading the text, and maybe I'm just like a dunce, but just by reading the text, I find it difficult to figure out why God did despise his, his offering unless the fact that it was not a first, it didn't say that it's a first fruits offering. Because there's nothing in the text, it says, she conceived Cain and said I have acquired a man from Yahweh then she bore again this time his brother Abel now Abel was a keeper of the sheep and Cain was a tiller of the ground and in the process of that time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground of, to the Lord Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat and the Lord rejected respected Abel and his offering but he did not respect Cain and his offering and Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Now maybe I'm the only one that's not seeing this other than the fact that was it because it wasn't, it doesn't say it was a first fruits offering or is it because I, 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 I've never really been able to see why the Lord didn't accept his offering unless the Lord knew his heart and his heart wasn't in it, which is probably the case. But what am I missing? And I've read a few commentaries, but <coughs> I, I've never read anything that it actually explained it. Hmm. Well, you know, the, the obvious things that we've, that we've talked about in the past is that Abel brought basically a blood offering. And, um, but how could Cain bring a blood offering if his, if his ministry was tilling the ground? Well, you know, to me, I've never met a farmer who didn't have animals. Oh, okay. I, I just, maybe there is one. So the, the type of offering just wasn't acceptable to him. 
for for me, you know, Cain again, Cain, his name comes from the jealousy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So the possessor, um, you would think that as a tiller of the ground, he had to have oxen. He had to have, you know, he had to have things that were probably acceptable to God. But aren't the, I mean, weren't there like heave offerings and other kinds of offerings that were brought before the Lord that weren't blood? Well, yeah, there were meal offerings. There were... um, They would bring into the temple? Yeah, there were those. I I just... No, you know, we're not... um, It's just always been a point of confusion for me. um, Because it really doesn't say why. Other than it does, at least in this, I'm looking at the New King James because that's where I was this morning. But, I mean, it does say he brought, Abel brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And I get it. I mean, that pleased the Lord more. But was Cain's offering so Well, here, here's, here's the interesting thing about um, the Lord had respect. Mm-hmm. That... That seems to be um, the way he looked upon it, the way he reacted, the way he responded. Um, the, this word denotes the action of perception with the eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord regarded Abel and his offering favorably, but Cain and his offering he did not regard favorably. Um, so maybe, maybe with that, um I, I know I know they're again, we're just let's not fall in the cactus while we're doing this. Um there there are things that I know that we serve the Lord with and I know that we've done it and in its its obedience. Mm-hmm. But then there are things that we do that there's been this spark of inspiration and you can feel the favor of the Lord in a greater way. And it's not just you obeying or not obeying. It's not you doing half-hearted or hearted, full-hearted. Um, I, I think, I think, go ahead. No, this is just pretty harsh. I mean, I think that's why it's like, you know, there's other points of a little bit of confusion as to why the Lord smote the guy that reached out and tried to study the ark. Uzzah. Uzzah. I mean, I think that's always been a little bit confusing as to, you know, that's... that. And I think we've, we've interpreted that and we understand what that is. It's just, it's 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 so clear that it... Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't... approved it, but it doesn't really say why. Yeah, it doesn't say that he rejected... It just said that he, he didn't res- respect it. So he didn't gaze at it or... He didn't... Yeah. There wasn't whatever... However, God, how would they have known... How would they have known whether God's eyes were accepting this with great favor or simply looking at it? How would they have known that? And maybe there's, there's a lesson here, too, in these two brothers. And if his name means jealousy... He was clearly jealous that the Lord loved his brother's offering more than his, mm-hmm. which made him angry, which really put the sin in him. You know, he 
he became, you know, it was a sin for him. And his response was really the lesson here. And yes. No, yeah. I think, I think. Because um, we can't compare those, you know, we can't be that way with one another before the Lord. I mean, the Lord, like you said, I mean, the Lord may give favor upon one, and you can sense that favor upon somebody, a co-laborer, and, and maybe you feel like, well, you know, I brought a comparable offering, or I brought something which cost me something. Why is the favor not on me? And then it stirs jealousy in me. I don't know. I'm, I'm probably falling in the cactus here, but maybe that's a part of really the point. Yeah. Because it doesn't, I mean, it says he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain immediately was very angry and his countenance fell. So then the Lord addressed him and said, why are you angry? Why is your countenance fallen? So God kind of holds him to account. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should, be, but you should rule over it. And another thing we don't really know is what what did they do when they were bringing this offering? You know, how did they bring it? You know, because there are ways that you can do something that doesn't really have a lot of flair or, dare I say, passion to it. But and it's you, obedience. Yeah. And, you know, you think about it, though, was, and again, I'm displaying my ignorance here, which is I do regularly. Um, in the temple, or in the tabernacle, did, other than oil, did they, did they offer any kind of vegetables or fruits? We, I thought they offered like... Well, well that, that's grain. Oh, okay. But I, I'm just thinking that wasn't really something that they, you know, sweet potato pie or anything like that. You know, they didn't, I, I don't know. See, there's a lot to this we don't understand. But I think, I think the one thing was that it doesn't say that God didn't accept Cain's offering. It says that he wasn't really moved by it. And I think that's the thing that got Cain furious because whatever Abel did, do you think he sacrificed sheep? Did he just bring the sheep and give it to the Lord? Did God's fire come down and consume it? Well, it says their flock and their fat. So they had to, he had to have sacrificed it to get fat, right? Well, like, it could be. It, it, it could be the firstlings of his flock and, and the fattest one, which they may have been two different things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I always thought that was an interesting offering before the Lord. Like, why would he want fat? Well, <laughs> Who yeah. wants fat? I mean, I guess men that like steak, they like fat in it. But oh my gosh, I, I, you know me, <laughs> I don't like to eat that. Now, my, my father's mother, who was as skinny as a rail, I mean, she was bone. She would eat fat. She would just, she would, and, and I'd watch my grandmother eat. I didn't really know her that well. And I think, 
first of all, how'd you get so skinny in this crew? It's probably because you didn't have anything to eat, but you're eating that fat. That can't be good for you. It's not tasty. Anyway, so, but, so it's the issue of respect. And then Abel's blood, which is the blood that was slain from the foundation of the world, according to Jesus, prophetically. And it's in the ground, which is what, from the fall, the Lord said would be cursed. Mm-hmm. And Cain, again, is the jealousy of the Lord. And Abel, his name means breath, or some variation of breath. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to our Bible study. But but you know again, I mean, I know I've we've heard this over the years. Well, you know what else was this guy supposed to bring? You know he was a farmer and he bring fruit and vegetables. Well, again, most of the most of those they didn't have John Deere tractors, and I don't think Cain was out there pulling the plow. So he had to have some critters. They were. But why was Abel a keeper of sheep, of all things? He's a shepherd. Yeah, but if if you had the whole world, and you 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 had the Somebody opportunity to, to do, sheep? yeah, but even here shepherd. in Texas, now you're a Texan. How can you say that? If you had your choice between having the King Ranch with all those Longhorn steers, Texas beef, it does a body good or have sheep I know the spiritual principle I'm, I'm just it's not that big of a deal I'm just wondering with the whole world at his disposal why do you think Abel decided hey I'm going to get me a flock of sheep I, there has that has to just be the spiritual principle yeah I mean, you're right not, Jesus is the shepherd David was the shepherd and he was the he was the sheep the lamb that was slain yeah, yeah. And, and Cain was the tiller of the ground, which the Lord says in Genesis that it would be cursed. And But he is the possessor, which, according to that's what his name was, and Abram was called that by um, Melchizedek. Blessed be Abraham, possessor of heaven and earth. Okay, I have another question that's going to really... This is good. We okay. need to do this today. So when 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 Adam and Eve sinned and the Lord was speaking and saying, speaking of the serpent and about the ground being cursed, um, when the flood came, did that cleanse the curse? No. So to this day, the ground is still, and the blood of Abel is in that ground crying out. Yeah. And also it the you know creation groans for the manifestation of the of the sons of god you know the second adam broke the curse for those of us who partner with god and that's one of the things with the the cross we can establish the the cross and the steme and that takes that pays the that pays the curse that's so good that that is such a powerful revelation and application for us I mean that, that. Yeah. That is so powerful. 
it's 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 really interesting so many of the unwritten things in the scripture doesn't make the scripture incomplete but there are just things that I think not questioningly but to 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 learn why did this happen why did this have to happen like I said about Uzziah um, because go ahead no no I'm just thinking about the story. I don't, I don't want to... Which story? Uh, just still with Cain and Abel, because, you know, we were talking about why is Abel a, a shepherd? Cain was a tiller of the ground, and the father is the husbandman. So I think these two young men and their occupations represent something significant. Yeah, and, you know, Adam and Eve had been in the garden, so this son, Cain, possessor was doing basically an extension of gardening. Oh, I have another question. Can we go back to Uzziah in a minute? No, that's okay. I don't... Um, there, I was reading this morning about the flood and about how the waters abated. He sent the gov out or the pigeon, whatever you want to call it. It will always be a gov to me. <laughs> the, but the pigeon. I've been arguing about with that. <laughs> I did click on that this morning and it does say dove pigeon. <laughs> But it's a dove. It's more beautiful thinking of it as a dove. But um, yeah. anyway, and then right after that, he tells Noah to make sacrifice of the animals, like of the. And I'm thinking, well, if you only have one male and one female, and you just saved them on the boat. Well, you know what that probably meant was, you know, even though they were all on the boat, that doesn't mean they weren't engaged in some kind of okay. animal hanky panky. And so the first fruits of their of their two. birth onto the land was and probably offered. Well, it was more than forty days. It rained for forty days, and then do we know how many days it took? It was it, it was a while. Well, which which <laughs> movie? But who knows what they did before they got on the boat? That's true. I didn't think about that. But I just, in my thinking, was always they went on two by two, they came off two by two, and then immediately after they landed and the waters abated and they were able to get off the boat, the Lord told him to make sacrifice of these animals. And I'm thinking, well, how's that going to work? Yeah. If you kill the female, then that shoots it down. If you kill the male, that shoots it down too. And then you have a whole other problem. So. Yeah. So, but. You're, that's really astute. So it's essential then that the the sacrifice was done with the firstling, which is good. Right. It was pleasing to God. Which is what Isaac was. Abram and Isaac, he was the first. And um, so then Christ became the the sacrifice in the thicket, the firstborn. Yeah. I've always, I've always, I, you're going to laugh, but going back to this book that I'm three-fourths of the way finished writing seven years ago, um, when I was studying about the garments, and one of my favorite parts, it was a chapter that I wrote on in the, in, in the beginning about Adam and Eve and how he clothed them with glory and 
how they were naked and unashamed. But then they sinned, and then it, it talks about how the Lord made garments for them. And that that was, that had to be like the first blood sacrifice that was offered. That's true. It was done by the Father to make skins for them to, it doesn't really say, I don't think it really addresses that it was an offering because he was going to make an offering to himself. But I guess he he set in motion that whole process mm-hmm. in that way. Boy, That's good. We really go around the block. How long is it going to take us to pluck all the <laughs> cactus thistles out? Now that this you've answered all of my up. questions. No, today. <laughs> I don't know that I've answered anything. These are just things that you just, when you read the word, you just you think, oh, that's interesting. But how and why? And I remember Sandra used to joke about how the Lord knows her because she's the one that always asks questions. <laughs> <laughs> like she's in prayer and she'll see something. She's just constantly asking him questions. And I think. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's, you know, for, for me, like, I it, it, questions come in two ways. The first of one is that usually it's an angel or God that's asking me a question. And then that kind of triggers the engine to make me search through the spirit. But the other thing is, uh, like what I said about Uzziah, I'll think of some concept, but it's from a, from a standpoint of, okay, Knowing what we've just looked at of what happened basically immediately prior to Uzziah and then how God blessed him and he had this bevy of prophets that were Isaiah and and others that were there. Um, I, I wonder about that. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's more to it than he wasn't supposed to do it. You know? Maybe, or maybe that's all there was. But because it was incense, and what we know about incense as being prayer, the prayers of the saints and the ingredients of incense. But it's also holy and sanctified and precise, and the process is that way. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he was the king, so... Yeah. But still, I mean, you can't override the the priestly. Yeah, it, there's just some, there's just a factor there that I'm not doubting God. I'm not saying kings should do whatever they want. There's just something about that story that's kind of missing to me that we don't really know because of the action that God then took. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you look at, God, if, if I was Jehoshaphat and that was three kings removed from Uzziah and I married my son to a demonized girl, to me, that would have been something that would have been worthy of lightning bolts coming down. Or, you know, any of those yahoos that Ahab you know, let's just worship the demonic and let's ingrain all of this God's people and openly worshiping demons. And he wasn't given leprosy. I mean, it, it some of it just doesn't make sense to me, and I'm not doubting God. I want to understand because these are principles that we need to know 
because I don't want to make that mistake. Anyway. It's the mysteries. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to Uzzah reaching up and studying the ark so it didn't fall off the cart. I, yeah. And God it struck him dead right there. And David's reaction. Yeah. Um, which which speaks something. Because he, he was really kind of ticked at God, I think. But he was also wondering, all right, what did we do or what didn't we do and it, the, the thing about the Levitical this has to be carried mm -hmm. told you that mm -hmm. and you better be offering sacrifices and you better linen down <laughs> <laughs> so many things through the Bible are just fascinating just in just in God's reaction and, and why he reacts in some ways and why he doesn't that's his prerogative. He's God. Yeah. But, you know, you think about Ananias and Sapphira. You know, and, and I fully believe, I do, that there's a lot of things that the church has gotten away with over the course of time that it's not going to fly in the future. I, I really believe that. And, I mean, God's judgment is obviously going to hit this land and you know Anna, Ananias and Sapphira they Sapphira Sapphira mm -hmm. they sold their property and they didn't give all of it and God just struck them right there and <laughs> I don't know I'm not going to say that's going to happen in the altars when people go down to give their, their tithe, but I do know that the times are going to be changing. Judgment begins first in the house of the Lord. Yeah. I was thinking about Paul's message when he was standing on Mars Hill, which we were there. Yes, I remember that. Um, For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that God, the Godhead is like gold, silver, stone, graven by art and man's device. In the times of this ignorance, God winked at. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think they're, I don't know. I mean, Father, just plead, I plead the blood over this conversation because we're not, this is just, it's just us and the Saints Network sitting around here. They're, 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 God looks on the heart and there are things that that he that he allows based upon the heart of a person. I'm not saying disobedience to the scripture because he sees what he's doing there, and he understands that he would never allow in somebody over here whose heart was not where it should be with God. And and I know I've been blessed by God in that but um, and then you know the whole aspect of forgiving you know 70 times 7 um, be be an elder with this according to the ways of God and view it through that not not according to the letter of the law it's like those 
dippy guys that were always following Jesus around trying to trap him. And, you know, his disciples ate on the Sabbath day. And David's guys ate the showbread. I mean, what was that about? Yeah. Is that, you see that? Yeah. The whole business at Nob, you know? And then, you know, the son of Belial comes down and he kills all those priests. Why wasn't that guy fried on the spot? Why is David eating the showbread? Yeah. <clears throat> but then again, I don't know. It's not that God is wishy-washy, but he does look on the heart. And and I do wonder, going back to Cain and Abel, if that was part of it, or a big part of it, that he was looking on the heart and the sacrifice that came from that heart. And mm -hmm. Even though it would be nice if it said that, but it doesn't. Well, that whole thing with respect. Yeah. He sees. He sees the inward parts and he knows it's like Jesus sitting by the offering box and he's watching all these people give they they all were not coming up with pretentiousness right but then he chose that one lady the widow and said she's given more than anybody mm -hmm. well that doesn't make any sense unless God's looking at the heart which right. he is right and um, I, you know, I just, I don't know. This, these are interesting questions. Um, so you're going to figure out all about Cain and Abel, and I'm going to figure out about Uzziah. And of course, there'll be 50 people sending us articles. <laughs> no, I doubt it. Um, it's 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 really interesting. Um, well, you know, I, I did mention the fact that the Lord was probably very displeased with Cain's response. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, not just him killing him, but, I mean, immediately the Lord honed in on the fact of, why are you angry? Why is your countenance falling? If you do well, will you not be accepted? So, apparently, he must not have done well. Yeah. Um, and if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And clearly that's what happened because then Cain turned around and murdered his brother. So, mm -hmm. what a sad story. So, God had no respect, which he, he just didn't really react. Or maybe even somehow they they recognize that he wasn't as passionate about this. And so the next verse says, your countenance, which is panim, your fa the face. Um, which is really commune with the Lord to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Who knows? Um, Cain was obviously a very reactive guy, and he obviously, his count, his face fell. Maybe that was the issue in itself. Maybe, maybe it wasn't so much what he brought, but how he brought it. Because mm -hmm. you don't, 
you know, I've known people, and I know you have too, that are just, they're, they're strikers. They're, they're prone to fly off the handle. And they're, you know, I used to play in sports, and you, you knew certain guys were just not disciplined. They would, they would just do things that would either get them ejected or, and you knew that about them. And you knew that in your personal life too. And, you know, if you're raising sheep, David was, uh, Jesus and the shepherd, you, you're probably going to be more endearing. More meek and gentle. Yeah. Because that's how you, I've, I haven't raised sheep, but I have taken care of sheep. And they're so gentle. And, yeah. And so you got this guy that his first reaction is to get ticked off and then to murder. And his his face falls. Um, and then he subjected himself to sin. And then he ends up yeah. being the first murderer. But that the, those characteristics may have indicated how he brought that offering. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. But, you know, you too, you think about Uzziah and the offering of incense that he brought. Where was his heart? You know, is it about the heart? Well, see, that's just it. Why was he doing that? I mean, he wasn't offering bulls and goats. He wasn't, he wasn't even offering a meal offering, you know. Why, why was it important for him to offer incense? What was the objective there? Why did he choose that of all things? But there had to have been something in his heart and his motive that God did not approve of. Yeah, I've suggested in the past that since he was so innovative and so inventive and such such a creative guy that was the marvel of the known world that incense is so much you're doing things according to these ingredients these indicate prayer these are god's ways how he does a thing that maybe he was adjusting the incense a little bit maybe he was trying to you know, we've known people like that, too. You know, I know this is what God said, but how about if we trick it up? How about if we do it this way instead? Yeah. And you say, no, 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 we, we don't vary from this. Well, I don't really like having to lay on my face. How about if I do this instead? No, 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 you can't do that. Well, that's just so, that's just so dumb looking, you know. And it, it really does take away our our ability to look like we are actually normal people. Let's do it this way instead. I don't know. These are good questions. So that's the only thing that I thought of with Uzziah that was due to his creative nature and his authority. Maybe he was thinking, well, you know, I got this fresh stuff over here from these people that I traded with that are really becoming subservient to us. Look at look at this look at this fragrance. Maybe it was from France. Maybe it was Lavande. 
Oh, it smells so good. Let's put this into the incense. We'll trick it up a little bit. Maybe we could have incense for the different areas of the world that we're reaching out to. I don't know. It seemed to be more what he did. He was an inventor. I, I, I'm not, I don't know this. Yeah, but with God being so precise about the ingredients of incense, yeah, exactly, that it was holy. He should have known better. I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm not justifying it. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why, why he was doing that. <laughs> why, why he was, why he was doing that. You know, if I, if I was the king, I wouldn't be messing around with incense. And then you think about what the judgment was, which was leprosy, which it could have been. He could have struck him dead right there. Mm -hmm. But he chose leprosy, which is, it's like a process. It's a, I'm sure there's something. Long, slow in death. Yeah, and that too. Which then his son managed the kingdom, and then his grandson Ahaz had some harsh words with Isaiah. Ask of me. I will not ask. Well, I'll give you an answer. A virgin will conceive. So, I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to the Cain and Uzziah broadcast. Brought to you by... Can we call it the Abel? <laughs> Abel. Yeah, Abel to Zecharias. I still think that story about the southern kingdom... It's just, again, I'm, I'm, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. We focus so much on Elijah and then Elisha going forth and Jehu and Ahab and Jezebel and their wickedness and Ekbal over at Tyre and Sidon. Um, Ekbal. Can right. you imagine having a baby? And, I think yeah, I'm going to name yeah. it Out of Baal. Out of Baal. <laughs> Of course, Joe Ash is kind of a funny name. My girls were joking about that. I think Joe Ash, Joe Ash is a cool name. But I actually <laughs> have a, a, a friend whose name is Jehoshaphat. Get Joe Ash so. out of bed. <laughs> oh, man. But nothing beats roll. I mean, that that's a new, that's a new one I have never heard. Joel and hey, I'm fasting gonna, social media, but I'm gonna pull. Him we're up gonna so have twins. I think Joel should be one of the names. What can we call him? Hmm, let's see here. How about Dole? No, that won't work. There you are. There you are. There's Roll Garcia. <laughs> uh. Well, if you're out in Garland, which many of our people are. Vote for Roll Garcia, the it's cactus, the brother. cactus tosser. Oh my goodness! Maybe it's his brother. I don't know. Um, well, um, let's see. If you've not sent in your first Saturday words, please do so. I hope that you had um, uh, wonder as wonderful a time in the Lord as we did. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was very dynamic. Yeah. Very dynamic. 
Well, I determined that I was going to spend four hours in prayer that morning. And so I came in early and stayed through. But I have to admit that once our people intersected and were here at 10, um, I was in pastoral mode and I thought, okay, Lord, um, some of these people that came early are going to be leaving. Don't let don't let the the measure of your spirit die down because people leave or people that have come in then feel oh what's wrong you know it's 20 people just left you know so but it was good so send your words in if you haven't and um, we appreciate all of you who did send your words in and you know we're going to be doing some unique things in in prayer that are I believe ordered of the Lord. Uh, we uh, you are going to be doing some things that are fresh and new that I know God has prophetically ordained. I'm excited about that. Um, we, we do have to pray about how to incorporate in this Brazilian society types of prayer, ways that they can offer First Saturday words. Um, it, you know, so much, so much of what we do in Brazil is like gathering tribes together. Because every one of these churches have their own way of doing things. They have their own... Are you hot? You want me to turn this heater off? <laughs> like a furnace. <laughs> well, you got this little radiator heater I've over here. I've had to which, take my sweater off. Well, don't take anything like more off. Furnace. <laughs> we'll, we'll be looking up other scriptures then. Um, but each each one of them are wonderful people and God has given us favor, but they they they're like tribes. They're like the, the tribal leaders, and it's a miracle that we've been able to get them to coordinate together at all. And it really is a miracle. It's not that they're bad or combative people, you know. Um, and so trying to get them to do things that are corporate together um, is is somewhat of a not a challenge because that sounds like it's awful it's something we need the favor of the lord to create something new i feel like i, I totally agree with you but I, I know that i've been really blessed by the way that some of the pastors that god has connected us with to go and minister in their churches how they have formed somewhat of a brotherhood yes Not all of them I agree. And come in and support, like in... It's a miracle. I know that in Cabo Frio, at Murata, um, Luciano is always supportive in his church. And um, I know that Pastor Rafa was planning to be there for that weekend, but his wife ended up getting sick. And uh, But I fully, I mean, would have expected him to be there had that not happened. Yeah. And then going back into Sao Paulo... You know, we had the same thing, and you know, I think about all the people that were actually at that Zion Casa Zion conference from the other churches. Yeah, 
um, and pastors and how they were on their face, you know, pretty much surrounding Pastor Rafa and you and our team. It was just really... Yeah. Yeah. But I know that interpersonal, you have to find your place. And I think a lot of it, and I know you don't, well, I think a lot of it is them having the understanding of what true koinonia is, the fellowship in the spirit, and according to the calling that God has given us, that we may not all be doing, you know, having the same, doing everything the same way, but we have that that connective point of spiritual fellowship that um, in fact one of the things that God's put on my heart when we do have a prayer time with the Brazilian pastors is to do communion with them and to apply that whole you know the blood and the bread as being part of our spiritual fellowship that brings us together and connects us because it's not going to work without that (laughs) yeah I mean it's it's just not yeah so, so it, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be um, an innovative year, and we, and it's good. It's not innovation for innovation's sake. It's the Lord saying, okay, you need to do this this year. You need to incorporate this tweak of how you do things and add this. Um, and uh, I'm I'm thankful thankful for that and i'm thankful for your willingness to to join with us in these adventures adventures so the first saturday please if you haven't sent words in do it anything else no but i i would like to testify that um the lord healed me yesterday and (laughs) i i feel like it's definitely worthy of testimony that I know that yesterday I could hardly like even hold a pen and write. My hand was hurting so bad. No idea what happened, how I strained it, but it went all the way up in my arm and into my shoulder. And um, yeah, by last night I had virtually no pain. Just a little residual tenderness in my hand, but I'm very thankful to the Lord for that. So. Yeah, that was a that was a powerful exchange yesterday. Um, I I hate that you were in any measure of discomfort or dysfunction, but the way the Lord used that really inspired the people to call out to Him, and I I was I was blessed by that. Thank you. Well, I can take no credit for that, other than I was laying on the floor in Peace Chapel and just praying, Lord, what is happening here? And he just very clearly said, I want you to minister through it and and get the people to minister to one another through that. Because so often when we're dealing with sickness or pain or um, anything like that that's debilitating, we go internal and I just felt like he wanted us to pour out from that place. So very thankful for that. Thank you for allowing that to happen. Oh, listen, I'm, I was blessed 
I'm grateful. And several people texted me yesterday afternoon just talking about <coughs> how how touched and moved they were by the prayers of those that prayed for them and, and spoke over them. And so, yeah. Hmm. So. That's good. We need to pray for one another. We do. And we do. We do pray for one another. Well, in the midst of all of our wanderings, we have come past the hour mark. And so we pray that God will bless all of you abundantly. We are so appreciative of your being willing to spend this time together as saints with us and with so many others of the saints family and we ask that god will bless you abundantly this week and may this new year be uh, filled with the fulfillments of the promises of god in your life and ministry so we'll look forward to um, being able to reach out again on wednesday uh, and uh, we'll see you this weekend and next monday Anything further before That's we... That's right. We haven't been up here in two weeks almost. Yeah, we missed Christmas Day, New Year's Day. Wow. So it was the uh, 18th of December was our last wow. broadcast. We've already had, we had Christmas and New Year's since then. Uh-huh. And this whole last month has been such a whirlwind for me. <laughs> oh, I can't even Whoa. imagine. Yeah. Well, okay. all right. Well, God bless all of you. Thanks for... Thanks for uh, reminding us that it was time to get this broadcast going and sticking with us throughout. So till, till the next time, God bless and goodbye.